comes louder. He's one on one with Hemsley, and Hemsley blocks it. Mitchell spins on Childs, and one. Cal up top, Shepard. Shepard was asking for it for three. Watson, and a foul! This is a clinic. This is Aztec basketball. Aztec Nation. This is Trone with the Aztec Breakdown Podcast, coming at you with another early morning podcast. And today, we're going to be taking a look at Colorado State and how they're looking, how they're matching up with the Aztecs, how their offseason was, all the good stuff. Make sure to follow the show, subscribe, like, leave five-star reviews if your platform allows it. All that stuff really helps out the show. And you make sure you can find me at Aztec Breakdown on all pretty much all the major social media things. Right? You got TikTok, you got Twitter is the main one. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram. And then obviously AztecBreakdown.com as just a central place where you can find all the writing, all the articles, all the podcasts, the Twitter feed, everything. So be sure to check those things out. But today, we are looking at Colorado State. Colorado State had what, for them, is is honestly like a a banner year. Um, which is like I don't mean that just disrespectfully. Um, it was it was it was the best year they had had in a while, right? And I mean that I mean that genuinely. Uh, it, it's it's kind of sad, I guess, because it's not they didn't win the Mountain West either in the regular season or the postseason, and they didn't advance in the NCAA tournament. They made it to the tournament though, and they don't normally do that. Uh, and they made it as a, as a relatively high seed too. I think they were a six seed. So it was it was a good year for them overall. I'm sure Colorado State fans wish it had gone better still and and at least at least won a game in the NCAA tournament, but they didn't and we'll we'll get to that in a second here, but they they had a really good year. Like I said, they didn't they didn't win the Mountain West in the regular season and they lost to San Diego State in the postseason in the semifinal round. So the game right before the championship, they lost to San Diego State. Because if, if you play San Diego State in any game that's not the championship, you're, you're going to lose. It's just it's the rules at this point, honestly. But so that happened. And then to, to cap their season, they make it to the NCAA tournament, which is great. I, uh, I've been like a low-key fan of their team and, and and the players that they had and I thought they they deserved to make the tournament but they got like one of if not the worst matchup they could have gotten in the tournament which was a bummer because they they got even though they were a six seed they got matched up against Michigan and the way Colorado State played last year they were a very small team right their power forward despite how big and strong and talented he was he was 65 he was 65 he was like you know 250 or 260 but he was 65 and compare that to a Michigan team who is big and long and athletic and good at defense and Michigan was able to just use those tools to kind of negate 
and minimize Colorado State's skill, and then Colorado State didn't have quite the size or the athleticism to compete on the defensive end, right? They've, they've, they did not to say they were a bad defensive team, but that wasn't what they were built around. They were built around the skill sets of their offensive players. And so meeting Michigan was just throwing them into the meat grinder. And it's, it's just a bummer because those players, I mean, maybe not more than any other team, but I would have liked to have seen those players advance. Maybe they didn't deserve it more, but it would have been fun to to see them advance. And I'm saying that like as an obviously I'm an Aztecs fan, but I I just thought Colorado State was was a fun team to watch, I guess. And so it would have been fun to see them advance. They were the most picked team as far as upsets go. Um which makes sense. And honestly, when I thought they were matched up against Michigan, I was like Michigan is Michigan has taken that one. And I did have some people it was a few I don't think any of them were were Aztecs fans but I had some people in my mentions on Twitter during the tournament saying like trying to prove how smart they were about college basketball I you know I said some take and they disagreed on it which was fine but they were trying to prove how smart they were and talk about how you know they knew Colorado State was going to lose to Michigan and I was like yeah like 97% of the brackets picked them to lose so it's not it's not some groundbreaking discovery you just made. And I'm sure a lot of that was just because Colorado State isn't exactly a name school, especially in basketball, and Michigan more so is. And, you know, Colorado State is mid-major Mountain West school, and Michigan isn't. They're, they're Power 5, Big 10 school. And so I'm sure that had a lot to do with it, but it was it was just funny having these people trying to be like, yeah, like, I'm so smart. I knew this. And it's like, yeah, everybody, everybody knew this. I, I said the same thing as, as, you know, somebody wanting Colorado State to win. I knew it was a bad matchup. The, ultimately, the point being, if they had been matched up against a lot of the other teams in the field, I think they would have had a much better chance. Sadly, they didn't. Um, and then in the off season. They lost a lot of their talent. They lost a lot of their core. So let's look into the players. So first off, last year, they were led by David Roddy, the power forward I mentioned earlier, who was a really good player in his youth. I referred to him as like a poor man's Matt Mitchell uh, because he, similarly to Matt Mitchell, he was often used as like this undersized power forward, uh, but he wasn't as skilled as Mitchell was right he was what he was was he was stronger and he was more physical than Mitchell but he wasn't as skilled by his junior year you could argue that he was honestly a better player than Matt Mitchell ever was I think that that would be a fair argument to make if one wanted to and that would be fine that's no disrespect to Matt Mitchell I love Matt Mitchell but one one could make that argument right neither here nor there though David Roddy has a fantastic season, wins Mountain West Player of the Year, and has left for the NBA draft, and now he's an NBA player, and I think, if I remember correctly, he plays with Memphis, which is a great organization for him to be playing with. So he's off to greener pastures. The Rams also, their other their other leader 
on the floor. Their other really good player is Isaiah Stevens, and he has been the point guard for the last few years. He won freshman of the year a couple years ago, and he's been an All-Mountain West performer every year so far. I think usually second team. I think he was third team as a freshman, and I think the last two years he's been a second team performer. And he is really good. You could definitely make the argument that he is the best point guard in the conference right now, especially with Grant Sherfield gone. I think you can make that argument. And honestly, I think I would make that argument. I guess the only the only competition that I would have right now would be Hunter Maldonado, who isn't really necessarily a point guard. He's just often used as a facilitator, and he might not do that as much this year. So Isaiah Stevens, there isn't a whole lot of competition for for that spot. And I do know, like, we're Aztecs fans, obviously, so I know Darian Trammell should be a very good point guard, and Lamont Butler may very well step up there if he gets more if he gets more on ball responsibility this season. You know, we'll see how, how those things go, but ultimately Isaiah Stevens is just on another level. He has a ridiculous assist to turnover ratio. He is a very efficient scorer. He can score at all three levels. He is only six foot, but it's not the end of the world when when you're in college, right? So he's he's a very good player and he is still there. He's gonna be this is his team now. For the past few years, right, it was it was Stevens and Roddy, and you know, if one of them was the Robin to the other one's Batman, it would have been Roddy was Batman and Stevens was was Robin, but it was close, right? Like either one of them could could really take over a game at any at any point. And so now this is Stevens' year. He's the guy and Colorado State fans and, and Mountain West fans really are gonna see how far Stevens can carry the team. Besides Stevens, a lot of the core players transferred out, though, or, or, or left, I guess, just for one reason or another. So we talked about David Roddy. He left for the NBA. Can't fault him there. Their starting two guard last season was Kendall Moore. He was an undersized two guard. I think he was like 5'10". He was a very good shooter. He was a pretty good defender for his size overall. Uh, but he has left the program. They also had Deshaun Thomas was there. He was like oftentimes they're starting center. And he played pretty well in that game against Michigan. He hit a couple threes. Colorado State was up on Michigan early, honestly, because they were hitting so many shots. But eventually the shots stopped falling. Deshaun Thomas was a key part of that. He was like he's he's probably his best role is as like a stretch four type of guy, but he was off in the starting center because Roddy was playing the the power forward position. So Deshaun Thomas left. He transferred up to my neck of the woods to play for University of Montana. That way he could play with his brother, which can't fault him for that, I don't think. It all makes sense. But these were these were some core guys that are now gone that Colorado State is going to have to try and find a way to replace. And it's going to be hard to do that, right? It's it's just a lot of players and a lot of talent, especially in David Roddy, right? There's been a lot of talk amongst Aztecs fans like that, you know, that I've interacted with on Twitter that would say Colorado State last year 
looked like a team of, you know, two stars and then a bunch of average or maybe even below average guys. And I don't know if I necessarily agree with that completely, but I will say this, the numbers and especially PIPM, which is the number I like to use the most, the player impact plus minus, it seems to agree. <laughs> it seems to agree with that, right? David Roddy was was the player of the year and had a ridiculous PIPM. Isaiah Stevens last year had a PIPM over five. Uh, he's one of five players that are on Mountain West Wasters right now that had a PIPM of five or better last season. So, like, getting it over five is, is hard to do. But... After those two, in PIPM at least, everybody was right around average to below average. Like, they're all between right around negative 1 to, to 0 0.5. With with 0, like, like true 0 being just a completely average player in terms of impact. So, every player is like a slight negative to maybe an even, even slighter positive on that team last year last year at least now obviously PIPM the way that I use it at least it's not great at predicting like what a player is going to do the next year and so you know these PIPM they can change drastically from one year to another and so we'll see what happens and how players develop and how they do in new roles but that's what it was so if there's a worry about Colorado State Essentially, at least according to the numbers, those Aztec fans have spoken to would be right, right? Like, like the team is basically Isaiah Stevens and a bunch of role guys. So that would be the worry. Let's, let's get a little bit deeper into that, though. So as for returning players, we talked about Isaiah Stevens. And if I had to sum him up just in one sentence, I think he's going to have a, like... Matt Bradley-esque impact on the offense in the sense of any team you put Isaiah Stevens on, like he's going to raise their offense up to an, an acceptable level, I guess, right? Like he's, he's that good and he's at such an important position offensively that they will be, they will be okay. They may not be great, but they will be okay on offense because that's what he can do. The Rams have a couple other returning players. Uh, they have James Moores returning as a, as a big man. He's more of a defensive big man, kind of a bit of a rim protector and a, and a rebounder. Doesn't do a whole lot on offense, but he'll be back as a starting center and probably better suited to start at center than a guy like Deshaun Thomas. He just has more of a a build and a temperament for it so that's good for them a couple other returning players to look out for you got John Tanjay who will play mostly on the wing would be my guess at 6-5 he's a player that like I mentioned earlier the numbers don't say he's anything special the numbers say at least the PIPM at the very least says he's pretty much an average player I do think he he showed like a pretty high ceiling as far as what he can do last season and and even even a little bit the season before that like there's been times where he showed 
some pretty good abilities. I think it's just with him, the consistency isn't there. So he'll have games where he's super impactful and games where what he does doesn't impact the game a whole lot. And so just being more consistent and being able to have that impact more often, I think would help would help the numbers and would help people see like what he what he can do because I do think he is a better player or at the very least has the capability to be a better player than what the numbers currently show and he will be he will be a senior coming into this year so definitely his time to shine he could very well be the new Robin to Isaiah Stevens's Batman and then one other returner is Jalen Lake, who was a freshman last year. I believe he's also about 6'5". His numbers, honestly, they weren't all that good, especially in terms of PIPM. But Colorado State fans, I know, tend to have a pretty good opinion of him in the sense of, like, he flashed a lot. Like, he, he showed a lot of what he could do but he was just also a freshman and so there was also like a lot of mistakes in the learning curve and and stuff like that but I know that they have pretty high opinion of him and are expecting some good development out of him which also makes sense because the coach has shown that he can develop guys so those are like the core returners there are also a couple transfers that should be expected to have a good impact so the first one we'll talk about the division one transfer first his name is Josiah Strong he will likely replace Kendall Moore as the starting two guard if I had to guess the the benefits of him are one he's bigger he's listed at like 6'3 or 6'4 I think whereas Kendall Moore was 5'10 and so those are just better tools to work with he also was last year a 40% shooter from behind the arc which I think might be a little bit better than Moore's percentage was, but Moore's probably right around there. But so you're you're you should be at least hopefully getting about equal offensive production from him. Honestly, I think Strong had a better offensive PIPM on his on his person on his rating. So, you know, potentially an even better offensive player, but but you're expecting probably at least something similar in terms of production and impact. The problem is Strong, despite having these better tools, hasn't shown to be a good defender, really. And so seeing if Colorado State can bring out some better defensive tendencies in him will be important to see how he progresses and how he grows if the team really wants to continue to have success, even even if it's at the level of last year, right, where maybe you won a lot of games and maybe you don't win the tournament, but it's probably one of your your better years overall. Josiah Strong will probably have to take that step forward on defense. And if he can become even just an average defender, then all of a sudden you have a pretty good player on your hands because of the impact he'll have offensively. It won't be like Isaiah Stevens, who, you know, Stevens is probably an average defender, but is so good offensively that he still ranks as an elite player. Strong wouldn't be like that, but he would be a really good player if he could be just average on defense. The other player is the one that's more interesting. I guess there's more like boomer bust there because he is a D2 transfer. And so it's harder to know what you're getting. His name is Patrick Cartier. I believe he is 6'8", and he will probably slide in, if I had to guess, into the starting power forward spot vacated by David Roddy. 
similar to Roddy, he's a pretty skilled power forward. He's he's pretty good in the post. He's solid on defense. He has, if I'm recalling correctly, he has some ability to stretch the floor. I don't think he's like a sniper out there, but he's good enough that you have to you have to be honest with him, right? You have to get out there and contest. And so he's a very skilled player at the or he was a very skilled player at the Division II level. So the question is just going to be how is he going to translate to the Division I level? That is the ultimate question with him. I did read there was one lesser-known analytics site. I'm not sure how good it is yet. I'm not sure at what point, at what level I'm going to trust it. But this site did say that Patrick Cartier was one of like the few Division II players that they would expect to make it to the NBA at some point, or at least had the best potential to make it to the NBA. So according to them, at least, he's, he has a lot of potential. He can be very good. And we'll just have to see how that, how that formulates and how that translates to Division I to see how he looks. It's, it's definitely one of those he can be very good, and if he is very good, then you'll need to watch out for Colorado State because now they have you know, a couple – couple really good players as opposed to just Isaiah Stevens but if he's not if he takes too long to adjust right if he starts off slow for the first 15 or 20 games while he's getting used to things even if he's good at the very end it might be too late you know they might have lost too many games to really compete for an at-large so it would be championship or bust and it's probably not going to happen because San Diego State's looking really good Wyoming's looking really good a couple other teams are looking right about it. Colorado State's level, if not better. So he's going to need to be good, essentially, if the Rams want to be good. Ultimately, I don't know where I would project the Rams. I, like, it's hard to choose one spot. It feels like the Rams are pretty much in the same tier with a couple other teams in the Mountain West. I feel like the Rams can finish maybe as high as third honestly, and probably not lower than fifth, maybe sixth, maybe something weird happens and they drop down to six. And this is all without like any major injuries. Maybe they could go down to six, but I don't think so. I would expect them to be somewhere between three and five. So third, fourth or fifth place for the Rams. The final piece that we have to look at is just how does this all relate to the Aztecs? And I think specifically how do the Rams match up with the Aztecs? And ultimately, I think the Aztecs are in pretty good shape as far as it comes with with the Rams. You know, if you if you go back the last few years, the Aztecs have handled the Rams pretty well. Right? Last year they went they went two and one. The one loss being just a one point loss on the road with the controversial call at the end right uh aztec fans say bradley was fouled rams fans say bradley initiated the contact so there was no foul ultimately probably doesn't matter because bradley probably would have missed the free throws anyways but that's not the point the point is they went two of one and the one loss was a one point loss and one of the wins was like a 30 point win right so the aztecs tend to be better than the rams the year before was when they, they in two games in a row, they got up by like 26 points at one point during the game. And then the one, the Rams made that comeback in the next one. The Aztecs won, but, 
but the point being aside from like kind of fluky things the aztecs have pretty much dominated the rams over the last few years it doesn't quite show it in the record because of those fluky things but even in the record they've been they have you know a winning record against that team so that's a good foundation to build off of but even more specifically if you look at player matchups we talked earlier about isaiah stevens is the guy that their team runs through he's the he's the cog that makes the machine go and he is a point guard and the aztecs have two excellent 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 defensive point guards right you got lamont butler who made the mountain west all defensive team last year and you have darian trammell who made the whack defensive team for two years in a row now and so while i do expect both of them to start games and be on the floor at the same time to start the game in the case of the rams you you still do that but you just you try and and stagger their minutes which you're probably trying to do anyway so that one of them is on the floor at all times and when that happens you're just you just pressure stevens the entire game with your defense and you can do you know that soft press that they love to do that just kind of makes makes the point guard have to dribble it up a little bit slower and makes them have to bend their legs a little bit more and just slowly wear them down over the course of the game right you can do more of a of an actual press if you wanted to but you just you just sick your defensive guards on him and let him work and and ultimately if it comes down to it you could probably if you wanted to give one of those two a rest you could also put somebody like adam seiko on him for for a couple possessions or whatever and then have have a guy like lamont butler guard their new shooting guard right and lamont butler would be giving up a tiny bit of size to the shooting guard but it would be fine right if he's just if he's just doing spot ups and and trying to catch off catch and shoot off screens and stuff like that it would give you a couple possessions where you're not totally having to hassle the the best player on the opposing team but i don't even think you need to do that honestly between just tremel and butler i think you'd be fine stevens isn't a guy you're gonna stop but you can slow him down make him less efficient cause some turnovers that's something the aztecs were really good about doing last year with stevens was forcing him into turnovers that weren't characteristic of his abilities and once you do that like you're 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 forcing somebody else to beat you and as i mentioned so far at least nobody else on the rams team has really shown that ability to this point in their careers and you know i do once again add the caveat that sure that can change and as people get in new roles and as they develop they might get better but aside from stevens to this point in their career everybody has been average or worse basketball player in the mountain west so there's there's not a whole lot there to beat you once you take Stevens out of the game. And the Aztecs are very well suited to take a guy like Stevens out of the game. Some of the other matchups, I mean, they will have James Moores. He was the guy who who defended that Bradley drive at, at the end of the game last year. You know, he'll be back there protecting the rim. So maybe you don't give Nathan Mensah a bunch of offensive touches, but that should probably be the case anyways, right? Nathan Mensah's kind of a guy you just want to give him enough touches to keep him engaged on the defensive end. Their 
their power forward is, is bigger than Roddy was, but still isn't Jaden Ledee size. He's he's more of a Keyshaw Johnson size, and so you're matching up well there. And I don't know how good their power forward is defensively, but if the hype if the hype I know I've said this so many times, but if the hype about Jaden Ledee is real, it's it's not gonna matter, right? And overall they're still they're still a small team. They're they're bigger than they were last year, which is which is you know great for them. And size wise, they tend to actually match up pretty well with the Aztecs in terms of their size, right? They're at every position they're within pretty much an inch or two. There isn't anything major like they would have had last year with like a six five player playing the four and a five ten player playing the two. There's nothing crazy like that. So in terms of that, they match up a little bit better. They aren't as as extremely small as they were last year. And But you know what? Neither of the Aztecs. The Aztecs got, I would say, a little bit bigger. At the very least in the front court, they got a little bit bigger. And depending on how much Keyshaw Johnson plays next to two front court players, the Aztecs got really big. So, you know, the, the size is kind of the one thing I've been worried about the Aztecs this year and back in the Wyoming preview I mentioned like that's something Wyoming might be able to take advantage of with all their size the Rams they won't have that though they're they're going to once again have to try and get by on their talent and on their skill levels rather than their size and athleticism and they still just you know they, they don't have as much skill and talent as they had last season so it's not going to go out as well for them. Like I said, they'll probably finish somewhere between third and fifth in the Mountain West. I do still expect that. But as they match up with the Aztecs, I don't think it's a great matchup for them. I think the Aztecs will handedly win anytime, anytime they play. The Aztecs should be the favorite until proven otherwise. And uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not, I'm not worried about the Rams at all, whether it's a game basis or a or a league championship basis. There's there's no concerns there. Aztec Nation, that does it for this one. And we will catch you next time.